Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Right Dose with me, Dr. Sherry Standing. Taking care of a child's health can be a very difficult task. Each episode, I will explore topics that you would normally discuss with a pediatrician at your appointment. My goal is to empower parents and children by helping them access tools for lifelong healthy living. And now welcome to The Right Dose. I'm Melinda Mackey along with Dr. Sherry Standing with Greeter Regional Health. Good morning. Good morning. And it is back to school time. Last week we talked a little bit about preschool children and back to school and whereas they may not have the same type of homework uh, you preschool children, they have, you know, bring something that starts with the letter D, you know, <laughs> that's their homework and it's important homework, but, uh, that's a lot easier to do than say math homework or their social studies. And, uh, do they call it social studies still? Or is it know. history? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I remember home ec classes. Yeah. They're not I home ec too. anymore. They so. taught us how to sit right in a skirt. Oh yeah. Yeah. I took an etiquette class. That was fun. How to sit properly and which fork is which. And I don't know. I, all I know is what it, it's one way or the other. You either work from the outside in or the inside out. And I think it's the outside <laughs> in. <laughs> so I may not be you the need best a remedial lady. course in that. It sounds <laughs> yes. like. <laughs> So, but it can be a struggle sometimes to um, get your children to do their homework. So, uh, first first rule in getting your, your child to do their homework would be what? Well, I think consistency. And it's always more helpful when parents are actually there. I think it's hard for latchkey kids. Mm-hmm. But if parents are there and you have a routine and you're consistent, mm-hmm. so... Like you might, it might look like they come home, they have a small healthy snack, maybe a little bit of exercise, and then every night after school is homework time. And to make a place Mm -hmm. in the house where the parent can be around for questions and have quiet time, no electronics, Mm -hmm. and be consistent. So even if they don't have homework, that's a time to do something quietly, read Mm -hmm. or something. And I think that's important too, what you just said about having, having a place, not only where the parent is going to be there, but also a, uh, an area that they can sit and they can work. And it is a structured environment where they, it might not be a desk, but maybe it's a spot at the table or Mm -hmm. they have even a coffee table, just something where they can sit and, and actually be able to focus on their schoolwork, just having that spot. It's and but and it, we keep going back to the same thing for everything, whether it's the sleep schedule, what they're eating, or uh, their playtime, their their behavior, and right down to potty training a pet. It all boils down to consistency in that routine, mm-hmm. and that can be really hard for parents too to get into a routine, especially when their work schedules are. up and down and back and forth but it is very important I think anything that you want to make a priority you can it just depends and for the parent to Mm -hmm. be there some kids have a harder time getting started Mm -hmm. and so for the parent to understand just your child's habits and what they have what their blocks are so if they have a hard time getting started then maybe each time each homework night you help Mm -hmm. them get started and to help them become organized even just like I think just doing it on paper on a calendar mm-hmm. this is what 
what you have to do tonight and let's check it off as you do it. Mm -hmm. This is how we get started. We're going to put things in a pile and on the top is what you start with and Mm -hmm. kind of help them get started. And those are things that will just serve them their whole life, like even as they get older and Mm -hmm. when they go to college to have those habits of organization and Mm -hmm. routine. Because it is different in college. The mm-hmm. way that the uh, your child is going to study in high school is going to change when they get into college. It's you know the same thing that when they were in preschool, the things that they did after school to prepare for school the next day changes as they go through the stages of their life. And college is absolutely no different. And um, you know where my children, all three of them, they did okay in in high school. Ricky did probably really well in high school, but everything just completely changed in in college and they all excelled at college just mm-hmm. because they had those good work habits some of them came by them a little later than the other yes. ones <laughs> it does tend to be uh boys I, I did have a little harder time getting them to do their homework and um and I think uh making sure that they have a study hall during school is really important too they can get a lot of that taken care of at school which is great because then they also have the teacher to bounce things off of mm-hmm. um but then it, it's a great point to start them when they're young. Mm-hmm. So even at a preschool age, then they may not be bringing homework home, but what are some of the things that you can say, this is what we're going to do at home? Like from, say from 4.30 to 5 is going to be quiet time, and mm-hmm. if you have homework, that's when we're going to do homework, and I'll help you get started with it mm-hmm. and help you keep track and get organized. But if you don't have homework... We're still not going to do electronics. We're gonna. Mm-hmm. You can read books or you can do something quietly, mm-hmm. but that's going to be quiet time when you use your mind. Mm-hmm. And I think this uh, this uh, uh, article that you sent me there's there's a really great point in this, and the heat of an argument, because it is so easy to get into those arguments and it's so easy to get upset and really you're not doing anybody any good. No. So. Yeah, but, to not engage in an argument. This is, and that's another reason it's helpful to have it be consistent. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is the time we do this, and this is when we do it. And mm-hmm. just don't lose your temper. Mm-hmm. And you can make consequences. Like some kids need consequences, and mm-hmm. then follow through with the consequences. Like maybe it means they can't have electronics afterwards if they don't just sit down and do it now, mm-hmm. and they lose their. And then follow through with that. They don't get electronics, and then mm-hmm. the next day, it. They might think, well, it's easier to do my homework because then I get mm-hmm. to do something I want to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and I, I know I had one of my children that uh, finally the consequence was, you have a failing grade. That's your consequence. Your consequence is you need to go talk to your teacher and you need to figure out what extra work you need to do to bring your grade up. And that is now on you. And I, it might sound harsh, but that was what my final straw was. I think that's <laughs> right. Sometimes letting them fail is is mm-hmm. what has to be the consequence. It's so hard. It is. It, it's it's like you'd rather you feel like maybe you should do their homework because you don't want yeah. them to fail. And that is that is definitely not something to do. But yeah, it it, uh, it it sometimes does come down to that to where you have to say, look now you've messed up and now you're going to have to clean it up because mm-hmm. that's just that is your only option well, at this sometimes point. being uncomfortable is what right. has to happen yeah mm-hmm. right um and then uh also and i i did kind of skim through this but uh just my own experience when i was in grade school i was failing i had horrible horrible grades and i didn't know what was going on and i wouldn't have ever noticed i wouldn't have ever known i was in the first grade and then 
tried so hard to do homework and finally the teacher said have you ever had her eyes checked and they brought me in the first grade and to have my eyes checked and I did in fact need glasses so there could be some other thing if you have you know a a child that has some failing grades or they're really struggling Uh, I was in remedial uh, reading classes I had a hard time doing math I could not understand the concept I couldn't see the concept I couldn't see anything on the board you know so then but it did make all the difference in the world when I could finally see what I was doing but I had no idea I just thought that was how things looked yeah because that was how I always saw things so, um, but it is, it is also, if you have uh, any concerns, I, I definitely go talk to your teacher because they may have some definite ideas mm-hmm. and they may open up uh, a whole new, well, Susie is having a whole lot of problems with Jane <laughs> and they're, ha- they're, they need to sit and talk. There may be something else going on. So always talk to your teacher. Yes. Uh, sometimes that's another reason to stay really kind of keep your attention on things because if your child starts having more trouble are they being bullied or Mm -hmm. do they have an attention problem are they depressed about something Mm -hmm. something worrying them like do they need glasses are they having headaches Mm -hmm. and just really try to sort out what happened what's changed Mm -hmm. and to be an ally with the teachers is important too because teachers frequently will notice things or they have the experience Mm -hmm. to notice something that you didn't think of Mm -hmm. well and you look at how much time that they're spending with your children they're spending the entire day with Mm -hmm. your children and uh granted it'd be great if we could be with our children all the time but we're just not and and uh but they do know what they're talking about and sometimes our children do misbehave and we should believe them when they tell us that too yeah Because sometimes that happens. Um, but uh, And then using rewards for schoolwork and not bribes. So how, how, was, how would that work? I think, yeah, it's hard to discriminate between right. them. Right. <laughs> it is. It is. I think, just to ma- I think it's so that kids feel a sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. because they, they earned this. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you get B's or higher you just know that you earn something that, right. that is important to you rather than if you don't do this, you won't get such and such. Mm-hmm. And kind of think book it program uh-huh. <laughs> with, with books. If they, if they read so much, they get a pizza. And, you know, I, I don't know if that program is still in, in uh, effect at schools or not, but it seemed to work when I was there. <laughs> so, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, pizza is a great way to have a good reward for, for report cards. And it's so nice, too. I, I know I don't know if all preschools do, but a lot of schools will actually do a little bit of a blog every day for each child. And if you have access to that, you can ask. And, and I know teachers are more than glad to talk about how your kid is doing if you have any concerns but um i just think that is a really nice thing that you can jump online and you can say oh look they got along really well today they didn't have any problems everybody had dry pants it was an (laughs) awesome day you know (laughs) yeah i think it's what you said about parents being so busy Mm -hmm. like this really i think for kids to succeed in school it demands the, that the parents yes. pay attention and yeah. be involved and make these schedules. And if they, if you don't, and kids are left on their own, they they really can't uh, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Did you get paid for grades? Paid for grades? No, I didn't either. I thought that <laughs> I got really good grades. 
but some kids would get a dollar for every A, and I was like, yeah. well, oh, rot. <laughs> that no. is not fair. No, I never got paid My for My parents good thought we should just, like, we didn't get rewarded for that. They thought that's just what we should do. Yes, uh, that's, uh, my son calls it, uh, I was not a gold star parent. <laughs> I did not give gold stars for things that they should be doing anyway. If they did something that was extraordinary, then yes. But if they just did things that they were supposed to be doing anyway, then then I, you know, good job. That's yep. good. So that was so what was they got. was expected of you. <laughs> and, well, when my kids were little, I was so broke. I don't think I would have been able to afford no. if they were smart, you know. <laughs> I couldn't That's have probably afford- what my parents thought, too. <laughs> I, I couldn't have afforded smart You could have an extra kids. serving of peas. <laughs> It's true, though. And, and you know, and it's, it's not a bad way to grow up. It just really wasn't. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, the, well, and another point is, is staying calm. And I think also uh, just thinking about that math homework that some of the kids brought home, that is frustrating for me. I have never been good at math. I have just never been able to understand that concept. And I think that that also raises your tensions a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And um, But getting a tutor, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It helps a lot. <laughs> We've yeah. been down that road. Yeah, that can be kind of diffuse things, can it? Make it yeah objective person coming in that knows the topic and yeah mm-hmm. yeah that some of that oh the math and then with the alphabet in it it was just it was no bueno was even not, your glasses didn't help no, that did it nothing uh-huh. nothing not not anything at all oh but uh, and then. Uh, but what are some of the other things that maybe as a, as a pediatrician that you can look at and say that this could cause a child to not be able to learn as quickly as other children? Because that could be something, too, if they're having disabilities uh, with reading, maybe dyslexia. Mm-hmm. What would be some of the symptoms if you yeah. were worried about something like that? The kids might have particular issues with reading, like maybe they're good at math, but they don't like to read and they they're not good at reading and then you kind of wonder if they could be dyslexic mm-hmm. it's hard to get uh, an evaluation for that like the schools don't always test for mm-hmm. that and some psychologists will test for it but it doesn't get covered by insurance that part of the testing so sometimes parents will have to pay out of pocket but I think it's worth it because if you find that out early there are mm-hmm. a lot of things that can be done to help kids with dyslexia learn to read in a little different manner and and Back to the finding out early. At what age we've all seen the kids write like they'll do the B backwards or they'll. You That's know. pretty normal, right. young, In young, like first, second grade. But if it gets into second, third, fourth grade, and kids can't mm-hmm. are having that same problem or are having trouble reading, I think it's good to get it sorted. Mm-hmm. And, okay. And sometimes kids that have attention deficit, um, mm-hmm. they can't concentrate or focus on something for very long, and that makes it hard. Mm-hmm. So that would be something that you would consider or or just like we talked about, are they ha- is it depression or anxiety mm-hmm. or OCD? Like sometimes kids with OCD, they have to count a certain number of things or they're having thoughts that they have to think over and over. And mm-hmm. so when you're doing that, it's hard to focus on work. So sometimes it's a psychological problem. Sometimes something's going on at home mm-hmm. that's really stressful or hard, and so they 
aren't able mm-hmm. to focus. And that's that's hard to pick out too. A lot of the things that you look at as a parent and don't think it's that big of a deal, to them it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's really hard to figure that out sometimes. Um, if you do think something is going on with your child, like uh, ADD, ADHD, or dyslexia, autism, anything like that, what would be the first step that they would take? Would it be to see a pediatrician? I would see their regular doctor first mm-hmm. and have them kind of help them sort it and their regular doctors should have, you know, people that they've partnered with to, that they like for testing and mm-hmm. for working on that, or they may know themselves what to do. Okay. All right. Uh, anything else? No, I think just carry on and be calm. <laughs> yes. Always stay calm. Sometimes you have to walk out of the room, but staying calm is... It took me a while to figure that one out, too. It just goes so much easier if you just simply walk out. And honestly, you kind of leave your kids sitting in there going, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> she left. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Is she coming back? Am I in big trouble? Am I grounded? <laughs> and sometimes that helps. Uh-huh. You know, those little tools. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, if you've got any questions for Dr. Standing, then you can send those into KSIB at KSIBmedia.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Right Dose. If you like the show and want to know more, check out greaterregional.org and click on the podcast page for episodes, information discussed on the podcast, and if you have suggestions on topics that you want to hear about. Also, if you like what you've heard here, give us a review.